Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back, Intuitive Art Sales, mini episode style. Like I said last week, we finally have a release date for our next season of Intuitive Art Sales. Well, I will be coaching artists through their next problem to solve in order to go towards their dream life. And I should probably tell you what that is. It's April 2nd. I feel like I should say, mark your calendar. That's just something people say, but I'm not going to say that. You don't need to mark your calendar for season two, but do get excited. Right now in our mini episodes, I am doing a series on the way that I help artists create consistent income. Two weeks ago, we talked about our foundation, creating a solid plan. Last week, we talked about building confidence and how you are an active participant in that process. This week, we're going to be talking about connecting with buyers. So honestly, this is the one you were waiting for, right? The other ones are great, but let's just skip them and get to the buyers. That's why this is at the top of the triangle. We have a triangle visual going here. At the bottom, it's the foundation. In the middle, it's that building that confidence piece. This is at the top. This is the actions that you are taking in order to help people connect with your art. I have a little helper today. We have a major snowstorm going on right now, and he's homesick from school anyway. So you, if you're watching on YouTube, you might get some funny faces. Just like week one and week two, this section of the triangle also has three sections inside of it. Three ways that I help you learn how to connect with your buyers. This is the doing portion. So that consistent execution is what brings you the life that you want. We're going to decide through the execution what is working and what isn't. And then we're going to go back to week one. We're going to adjust our foundation. And then as we're consistently executing again, we're going to get the wobbles every now and again. So then we're going to go back and revisit the build our confidence section. So we're constantly moving through this triangle. It is fluid. You don't get to the top and stop. You move through as you need it. And you will need it. You will need to go back to your foundation. I go back to my foundation all the time. You will need to go back to building that confidence. I go back to building confidence all the time. But the goal here is to be consistently executing our plan to the best of our abilities. So when our foundation is strong and our confidence is strong, it's easier to do that. If you haven't figured it out yet, one of my basic premises that I believe in, that I built my entire curriculum around, is that people buy art because they connect with it, because they connect with you, because they connect with who you are, because they connect with what the piece is about. Maybe that's not 100% true all of the time, but I'd say for 99% of my audience, that is what is going to allow you 
to sell more art more consistently for higher prices. So I say that because the next piece of our puzzle here, the way that I help artists connect with buyers is connecting through content. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of advice out there about content and the best way to do it and the number of times you need to post and how you need to do it this way and that way and, oh, this new trend is coming and la, 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 la. And sure, that all plays a part in deciding what your content strategy will be. But I place a whole lot less emphasis on that than I do, does it have a purpose? And how well is it helping people connect with us and our art? One of the biggest objections I hear around this is I don't want to share my whole life. I don't want to have to talk about my kids to make my content personal, to which I say, great, you do not have to do that if you do not want to. But what are your thoughts? What are your values? What are your beliefs? What are your emotions? What can you share around the most human parts of yourself? And actually, I have two different ways that I teach content, and I let you choose which one you resonate with the most. One is about choosing your themes, like what thoughts, values, beliefs, emotions most embody what your art is about and what you want to share with the world. And then we break it down from there. But in that way, you're able to create a really cohesive brand around what your art is about. And it starts to feel less like segmented if you're making different types of series and you're feeling like, ah, how do these all go together? That can be a, a really strong thread that ties them all together. The other way that I teach content that you can choose between the other way that I teach content, if that doesn't really resonate with you, if you're like, ah, I just don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to go with that yet. I'm not, I haven't figured it all out yet. P.S. We don't have to have it all figured out yet. It evolves as we go. But if you want to try it a different way, the second way that I teach is called content for her. And you can change that if you want. Content for him, content for they, I don't care. But content for her is what it was originally named. And I know you've heard the advice, just write to one person. Pick your ideal customer and write all your content to that person. Well, I like to take that a step further and say, what was the last conversation that you had with someone who was an ideal art buyer, which we talked about three weeks ago? Because I believe that content and relationships should be a dance. The people in your orbit should help you write your content and your content should help you find more people to be in your orbit. And when they work together that way, everything is just easier. You can write things that truly do connect as opposed to just saying, I'm supposed to post four days a week and so I'm just going to write something and put it out there, which leads nicely into the the next section that is going to help you connect with your buyers, which is engage your tribe. Once you start identifying those ideal art buyers who are already around you, no matter where you are at in your business, you know 
that you already have a tribe. We're going to continue to grow it by really loving on who we already have. I believe one true fan is worth a hundred followers. I would rather you have five true fans around you than a massive following. I know a big objection here is I don't have the time or I don't really want to. I'm an introvert. I don't like most people. Great. Go towards those people that you love who fit the ideal art buyer profile. You know that I value authenticity and genuineness and connectedness. And that is, if that is something that you want in your business, this is how you get it. People want to be special. They want to be remembered. If you keep that in mind, you're going to start loving your business and the outcomes that it is providing. Remember, a business is a symbiotic relationship. We're not just standing up on a platform and saying, hey, I'm the greatest artist in the world. Here's how you can buy my things. I mean, sure, you can do that, but you've probably tried that in a little bit less of an arrogant way and seen it doesn't really work that well. When you can start to turn your business into more of a symbiotic relationship, it's going to work better, it's going to work faster, and you are going to love it more. The very last piece of this in being able to connect with your buyers, being able to help those buyers find you. And the usual strategy is I'm going to make my Instagram or whatever platform you're using. I'm going to go all in on it so that people can find me so that I can grow my followers so that I can make more money. I just finished recording one of the episodes for season two of Intuitive Art Sales. And the the woman that I had on had around 8,000 followers. And she was super stressed because she wasn't making nearly the amount of money that she wanted to make. People were seeing her work. It was great, but it wasn't turning into sales. That's not to say that that will always happen. There, there are so many factors that go into that. But when you're putting all your eggs into the, I'm going to let people find me through social media basket, I feel like there's so many ways that that can backfire. So if you're having trouble growing on your favorite social media platform, don't sweat it. There are actually much more efficient ways to help buyers find you, to bring in warm leads versus cold leads. And in case you don't know those terms, they're not super common in the art world. When I'm talking about warm leads, those are people who are much more likely to buy your art in the near future versus a cold lead, which might be someone who just found a reel that you did on Instagram that went viral and decided to follow you. They're going to take a lot longer to turn in someone who sees themselves as a buyer of yours compared to, say, Someone who sees you at an art market that you end up spending 10 or 15 minutes talking to, that you say, hey, I have this email list. Would you like to join it? And they say, oh, well, of course, it was so lovely meeting you. And then they get emails every so often. So you can continue staying in front of them. Is that our only thing that we're going to do? No, remember, because we've got connect with content and engage your tribe. But 
that scenario is a much warmer lead and why I say I would rather you have one true fan than a hundred followers. The other big mistake that I see artists making when they are getting in front of new people is that they are looking for sales. And not to say that you're not going to get any sales, but instead of looking for the sales, I want you to look for the opportunities. Opportunities lead to sales and they're all around you. Let's say you're doing a collaboration with someone and your main goal is to make sales. You might get some, you might get a couple, but what's going to be even more valuable to you is that person who really resonates with what you're doing and decides to share you with three people that might be great fit buyers for you. Or the person who says, I'm interested, but it's just not right now. Like that is an opportunity. If we are only looking for the sale, we're going to dismiss that person as opposed to adding them to our list of ideal art buyers, nurturing them. And at some point near or far in the future, they find that thing that really resonates with them about you. And they're like, ooh, when I buy something, it's, it's going to be from her. And then the thing pops up and they're like, oh, okay, that's, that's the thing. I have to have it. I know that I said I didn't have the money, but that's the thing I really need. So we are looking for opportunities instead of sales. Okay, quick recap. In connecting with buyers, we want to connect with our content. We want to engage our tribe and we want to make sure that we are helping buyers find us. And not in a passive way, in an active way. If I had to pick one thread that goes through all of these pieces, it might actually be the word active. We're taking an active role instead of a passive role in creating our plan, not letting time happen to us, but us deciding how we're going to spend our time. For example, um, in building our confidence, we're taking an active role and in connecting with buyers, we're taking an active role. We're not just waiting for anything. We're not waiting for confidence. We're not waiting for the right time. We're not waiting for buyers to find us. We are going and making it happen. I mentioned this last week, my new group program for consistent income. And I'm not going to sales pitch you here. If you want to talk about what that looks like, I'd be happy to do that with you on Instagram. But what I do want you to hear is that I am offering a seven-day free trial. And I say that because all nine of the pieces that we've gone over in the past three weeks, I have those each broken down inside of the curriculum that you get inside of this program. So if there's something that you're really struggling with that you think, I need something to take away here. I really want a tool for my toolbox. I'm giving you permission to go experience the seven-day free trial, get a tool to take away with you. And then if you don't feel like it's the thing for you right now, cancel your trial. It's okay. I'm not going to fault you for it. But if you decide you want to stick around, I would love to have you so that I can help walk you through all of these tools and you can start to embody them and really use them on a daily basis to grow your art business faster. 
in a way that feels more authentic, more genuine, more connection-y, so that's even a word, and have the tools that you need to do that. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes, and I hope you have the loveliest of days. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you have a couple extra seconds in your day, would you take the time to rate this show with how many stars you think it deserves? I would be ever so grateful. See you next time.